possible. Jolly holiday. Happy holidays from the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, happy holidays, and welcome to December 4th, day four of the Whiskey Advent Calendar. Brent. What's happening, Scott? We're doing this again. It is for the people. We are drinking 24 drams of whiskey in 24 days for you guys, the listeners, because sacrifices we have to make. It is. You know, it's, it's a tough job, like they say, but somebody's got to do it right. You know? Right, you know. Leave it to the professionals or semi-professionals <sighs> or just amateurs that like to talk and record and drink it all at the same time. Yeah. That's what I would doing. say don't try this at home, but absolutely do try this at home. And I know I, I, oh, I, did, see, I did see um, a whiskey box pop up on the group. I'm trying to go and see uh, who it was. I that think had. it was Andrew, Andrew Scott got one. Yeah, that made the uh, the purchase. Yeah, and um, absolutely follow along at home if you were able to snag your box in time. And, um, and if not, you know, when the when the podcast comes out and you can snag a bottle of this or snag a dram of it, um, you know, ch- take a listen. If you like what you hear, go out and grab a bottle. Because, you know, the, the nice thing about this year is, look, last year it was very exclusive. We did all single cask release, which were uh, mostly scotch, some bourbon, but they were uh, almost impossible to find in your open market. All of these are pretty easy to find. You can go to your local uh, local store, your local honey hole, and pretty much get a bottle of everything that's in here. You know, uh, we've done some good ones. We did the Bal uh, the Balconis single malt. Um, yeah, not, once done, a, once again, three days in, no no fucking bourbon. No, no, no fucking bourbon yet. But no whistle. Well, uh, well whistle pig was the first, and then the Balconis, and then the, then the Sonoma mm-hmm. Sonoma distilling. Uh, Whack, yeah. whack job last night. Uh, that was that was not that was not good. That was not good. Yeah, I could pass on that. That was not good. But yeah, let's see right, what day I'll four do. brings. So day four, let's uh, let's crack this this little window open. I'm picturing Clark Griswold as he's opening the little windows and jingle bells in the background, dreaming of that Hawaiian Christmas. Right. Okay, there we very go. reasonable. Finally, we we got your bourbon here. There we go. We I mean, we Kentucky's. got like the granddaddy of, of bourbon. Yeah. We got your Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey here. This is Jim Beam Single Barrel Release. So, I think it's a white label, right? Jim Beam White Label? Man, I don't, I don't know what the single barrel is. I'm going to have to go look it up. I, actually, I haven't got my machine fired up for research here yet, so I'm going to do that real quick. And by, by machine, you mean Jeeves right next to us? Yeah, correct. Jeeves, <laughs> tell me where this was sourced from. <laughs> Whoa, Jeeves, language. <laughs> Jim Beam single barrel. Actually, this is a this is a, a black label and kind of that odd looking, that odd looking bottle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is the weird medicine style bottle that they they basically put this white label on the front and then slap like another label across, telling you who selected it, where it was selected from. Uh, the barrel number, the date it was bottled, so you can kind of give a you know a, d- a decent year note to it. All right, let's so see. let's crack this thing open. This one is forty-seven point five. Point five to ninety. 
again, I love these perfect drams. One ounce, we figured it, it, it's about one ounce. Um, absolutely perfect. Too bad it doesn't give us the age on this one. because So these are all single barrels. They do tell you the date it was bottled on. Um, they don't They don't tell you the year or the date it was barreled. So it's not as good as Knob Creek single barrel where they kind of, they literally tell you the age of the whiskey, which is, you know, standard or um, outstanding. Single barrel. All right. So let's... Uh, Let's dig into this one. I mean, on look, the on the color. Out the gate, yeah. I mean, it's, this is classic. This is like down the pipe bourbon, Am, yep. amber, a little over gold. I mean, it's definitely kind of into the amberish color. I mean, it's now, have not you had this dark. before? I don't, I've never had this. No, I have not. I mean, look. Here's, I don't think here's I a, have either. Here's the thing. I guess here's the thing is I, I think I went. Went into bourbon so fast that I became a snob without drinking all the, 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 the standards. The standards, yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of pass up the Jim Beam White and the Jack Black because I mean, I, I drank Jim Beam and Jack Daniels when I was I was a fucking snot nosed kid in, in high school and college and didn't know. I say high school, late high school, college when I didn't know, you know, didn't know what bourbon was. I just wanted to get fucked up. So when you see Jim Beam, right. when you see Jim, Jim Beam on the label now, you just kind of pass over it. But I mean, I know. Um, I know now that this is, you know, this is the kind of the grandfather of bourbon. I mean, this company's been around yeah. since the freaking 18, 1800s. I don't know how many generations. And it's a it little. Is. It's several generations down there. Two hundred twenty-five. And it's years, a little bit years old. It's a little bit older, or it's a little bit more refined than the regular Jim Beam White Label. Um, it's got a little longer age statement to it. Uh, it's got a higher proof from 40 to 47, so it's got some extra care. So it's it's like, you know, cheap bourbon, cheap good bourbon, I, I would say, because I'm, I'm imagining this is going to be okay to drink. Um, cheap good bourbon, just a little more refined. So let's get on this nose here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree with your color statement. Yeah, a little, little more tint than gold, a little more amber than gold, but quite gold. Okay. And this is, it's bright. Like on the nose. Yeah, bright uh, candy corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like waxy corn. Definitely smell. sweet corn. Yeah. Uh, ooh, like caramel popcorn. Yeah, there's some good caramel notes in that. Vanilla. I mean, a classic bourbon nose yeah. on this one. Very, very light spicy spiciness. Yeah, do you know? I mean, I don't. I don't know the mash bill. I don't think they give the mash bill, but mm, I know it's like. A, I want to say it's twelve percent rye, or tw- maybe it's twelve or like eighteen percent rye. Let's see. see if we can see if Jeeves can come up with anything here. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Jeeves. See, see what I did there. <laughs> um, seventy-seven. Had the internet in nineteen ninety-five. Seventy-seven corn. 13, okay. 13 rye, 10 malted barley. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can smell some of that rye notes. I, honestly, I was going to say, I think the rye is pretty prevalent in it. In it. Yeah. It kind you of... You definitely smell the rye. But it has it has this kind of crazy baking baking spice, but it, to me it's very clean and, and bright. 
a little rye spice, but like you said, the classic vanilla. I think it's got um, green apple. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I it's definitely got get, just bright, fr bright fruit to me. I definitely get bright fruit, caramel apples, caramel, uh, candy corn. Um, there is there is a like a rye spice, like a like a bacon spice, but it's not like it's not eucalyptus, it's not dill that you get on mm -hmm. on high rye bourbons. Just kind of, you said it's candy corn, but I think just that sweet, sweet fresh corn. Yeah. All right, let's taste it. All right, let's do it. Hmm. That is light, light up. I mean, it's just like the nose. It is light up front. But man, it hits. It it's it's pretty heavy on the. Interesting. On the palate. But I don't I don't get as much dimension out of the palate as I get out of the. This is first first sip of the night. Palate is quite interesting. It, it, again, it, classic bourbon notes: sweet corn, vanilla, toffee, a uh, little bit of that rye spice. I'm trying to write these down as I go. Because I think I think that first taste really nailed it. It doesn't really take too much to to really get this one. But I, like I said, I don't know if it's a. What does it say? It, it, it's not as complex on the tongue first sip as it, it does seem on the nose to me. But I no, don't know if that's just first sip of the night. My taste buds haven't awoken. There is a weird sour, like, sour taste. Almost like a, almost like a rye, not rye bread. There's like a bready note at the very yeah. end of the palate. Yeah. Um, I can't really pick it out. What? I it's think it's, it's like, it definitely has, it's crazy for only being 13% rye, how much rye seems, yeah. seems present in this, which I wonder how... I mean, what or how that's that's happening? But this is this. I don't say it reeks of rye. It's a probably a bad term, but it is very. It's very pungent. Yeah. In rye characteristics, characteristics versus classic um, bourbon, like a little bit of the brown sugar and vanilla and oak and stuff is there, but not near as much as. Yeah. The more expect. I drink this. The more of the rye comes out on it, um, you know, for a 77% corn and only 30% rye, it definitely has more of the rye taste, especially on the back end of the palate. A little bit of mint, that bready, rye bread, sourdough bread kind of taste to it that really kicks in on the back there. Um, it is weird that the rye plays a more prominent role in this one. And again, I don't really have too much on the Jim Beam uh, palette to compare it to because I don't really remember no. having any like any notes on. I, I know I didn't taste whiskey before I uh, 
you know, like this, when I did have Jim Beam Black or Jim Beam White. Hmm. There's a little bit of citrus on this one, but like bitter citrus. Yeah, just, uh, like I said, thin, thin up front, rye spice mm -hmm. present again. A little bit of bread. It, uh, is this, do we know if this is chill filtered? Well, I don't think that they're touting that it's not, and I would assume that they, they would if it was not. If they did. Yeah, I'm going to say this is chill filtered. It is very thin on the palate, uh, and then, you know, that kind of brings us to the finish. Pretty thin finish. Uh, fades medium, and you're getting a lot of the, the rice spice, the oak, um, and like um, a little bit like a... Not salted peanuts, but like dry roasted peanuts. Yeah. Look, they say that only one percent of their barrels make it into this this single barrel program. It's kind of curious. Well, that's because they're. I mean, think about it. How much product they put out? Absolutely. A right. day. But between, yeah, I mean, between now Jim Beam and all the fucking flavored shit they're making. The double oak. Double oak. What is black. it? What, you know. Jim Beam Black, yeah. Jim Beam like extra oak or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So medium finish. Light. A little bit of like, you know, again, the rye spice. Oak really are more prominent on the finish. All in all, not a bad whiskey. Mm -mm. And I think this one is under $35 or right around yeah, that. Yeah, it's a pretty inexpensive single barrel. What do you think on the finish? The finish to me is it's, it's medium long, but it still has a lot of that, that spice. Um, it still has a lot of spice to it. it once again, the, I don't know if it's just this single barrel, but the the rye is. I mean, if you told me this was Jim Beam rye, I'd, I'd I'd be giving it a whole different attitude and and rating. And I don't know why. I mean, look, both you and I are both getting it, so it's not just one you know one palate goofed up. But the uh, the rye spice is definitely forward in this. But I mean, medium medium long finish. It hangs with you for for just kind of the proper amount of time and fades away but I guess my biggest thing overall with this is it, it's just not extra complex it is it's very um, very lackluster very thin like I said it's not bad yeah. it's not bad it just doesn't have depth yeah there's nothing that like stands out about it uh, I mean if 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 I'm at a whiskey tasting um, like I did um, last month at, at Sanaa, where they present you with three whiskeys, and if this was on there, uh, th this wouldn't stand out as anything great. It, it's it's fine. It's it's okay. For a single barrel, it's not bad. I just think if this was non-chill filtered and had a little more body to it, a little more uh, oiliness to it, I think it would be a little bit better. Um, so I think I want to give this one... Uh, I'm going to have to go 80. 
you know, it's a, it's a B. It's a B minus. Nothing great. Nothing terrible. It's going to pass and it's going to, you know, it's going to go home and mom and dad are going to be satisfied, not proud. <laughs> um, which is kind of upsetting because, you know, you know, the bourbon culture around Jim Beam is, is probably not okay uh, with, you know, with your average, with your average beam. I mean, when they, when they put out much better product like Knob Creek Single Barrel Select and Booker's and Little Book, I mean, it's, it's good, but did we this have, is like... Did we have the Prohibition Jim Beam on the show? The, that was yet. a non-chill filter? Okay. Not yet. Um, we gotta try it though. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this might, is we, that might make bottom shelf matters because I think it's under twenty five. Yeah. Oh, it's right? like fifteen. Yeah, it's like fifteen bucks. Um, um, yeah, I mean, so, I don't know. Um, there's just better ones they make. There's just better whiskey that Beam makes, and this is just satisfactory. So eighty for me. I, I'm at I'm at eighty as well. I'm at yeah, 80 it, it, well. it's it's good, not great. Sorry, I, I sorry, agree. Mr. Bean. Yeah, I mean, you. I think you've you've made better. I mean, obviously, outside of this brand, in the family, outside of this brand, you've got uh, plenty, plenty, plenty. Yeah, uh, plenty, plenty better. But but once again, Scott, it's not bad. If someone if I went to someone's house and they were like, hey, this is. Yeah, yeah. I, I got Jim Beam single barrel. I'd be like, yeah, pour me a glass, and I would probably go back and get a second glass. Yeah, this is you know? this is one where you pour out to people that are not like uberly um, bougie about whiskey, but that are you know whiskey connoisseurs that like whiskey. That are not you're not going to pour them out a 25 year old bourbon or a 25 year old scotch. This is something you're you're going to pour out for the night and put in a decanter, and people are going to be impressed. They're going to like it, not love it, and it's going to be fine. So, all right, well, look, day four is done. This was a, this is a solid one. We're, we're moving on up. It was certainly better than last night, so I'll tell you that. And it was 20 points higher. <laughs> that one is no bueno. No bueno. Sorry, California. Don't make whiskey. Make wine. Stick to it. Yeah, I mean, especially S- Sonoma. That's not, yeah, not don't, about, don't not make whiskey. whiskey. Don't do it. Leave that to Tennessee and Kentucky. Now you can send me. Right, you well, can send look, me some barrels to age some whiskey in and be my just, just happy. But yeah, yeah. but leave the whiskey making to Kentucky. There you go. Good all day. right. Well, look, it was it was fun doing this. We'll uh, we'll see you guys all tomorrow night. So, Brant, if you came here to learn, drink what you learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Happy holidays. <laughs>